Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tuesday, December 11th, 2018, two weeks away before Christmas, number 597, three episodes out from episode number 600 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, folks, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling <clears throat> we're going to do a little switch here around here tonight ladies and gentlemen as first off we will first we will start things off with our wrestling history and birthdays here being brought to us on the talk shoot chat box by our own human suplex machine john gross john of course said 2000 first 2016 also part of the team that brings you wws raw radio every monday afternoon right here on talkshoot.com and then, of course, we'll be coming in with our Wrestling News and Views here segment, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Gerardi Geralmo. J.D. is, of course, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here on Talk Show. And, of course, a 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer. Before we get things underway here to what we're going to be with what we're going to be discussing here this evening. Let's go and bring J.D. and John in on what should be a very explosive and even more very dynamic episode 597 of Revolution. Good to be here. Good to be here. Thank you very much, Eric, of course. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes to us from our group dedicated to the uh, little that group, of course, is the LWO. So our group is LWOUS. 
If you'd like to, if, if you'd like to join us for our live video feed for Revolution episode 597 tonight, please feel free to join us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash And if you want to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number as always is 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to discuss here tonight, which will include, in addition to our history and birthdays and our news and views tonight, we'll be, of course, talking about what happened on a back-and-forth, topsy-turvy, 50-50, whatever you want to call it, edition of Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, our guys will say about that here this evening. <clears throat> Talk about what the implications they'll have, of course, on TLC coming up this Sunday. And also, of course, some other fun stuff, including some rights and extras and some other announcements, of course, hope possibly coming in over the wire here uh, tonight. So let's get going underway here. Let's get, get started here, folks. As we, as I said before, we're going to kind of switch it around a little bit, and we're going to start with our wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight our, by our own human suplex machine, John Gross. <clears throat> let's go ahead and see what we got here for today, December the 11th. 43 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see, yes, 1975 in Tokyo, Japan. You headed to Budokan Hall in the show's main event. Giant Baba and the Destroyer defeated Dory Funk Jr. and Jumbo Saruta. 21 years ago today, which would put it at, I do believe, in 1997, yes, on Rawls War, at, at a Rawls War taping in Lowell, Massachusetts, Triple H defeated Sean Mann. To win the European title. The match did not air, of course, until three days before Christmas, December 22nd, 1997. In the event predating the 1999, uh, of course, Finger Poke of Doom, a little over a year later, Michaels laid down for Hemsley as the members of DX made a mockery <clears throat> there, made a mockery of the. Uh, sorry about that, looking for my. My, well, my cursor here kind of disappeared on there it is made a mockery of the match that was made in com then commissioner sergeant slaughter sorry about that folks okay also on the same take Steve Austin stunned Santa Claus by the way I do remember this yes years ago today, 2001, at a SmackDown taping, Stone Cold and involved in a supermarket brawl. It was Stone Cold that dominated the with sausages, eggs, milk, pampers, crackers, and that was a moment and a half. 16 years ago today, at an NWA TNA pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Tennessee, Siaki regained the exhibition title Jerry Lynn. 15 years ago today, we put it at 2005. TNA presented from the The event is noted for the announced position of a multi time WCW champion Sting and the no show of Jeff Hardy. Hardy would be suspended for this and would eventually be released from the company. He did appear on TV for TNA in. Until the final six months of his TNA run. Excuse me, eight years ago today, 2010, WWE presented tribute to the troops 
from Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas. An estimated 50,000 people were in attendance for the event. To date, this is the last tribute to the troops event to be held outdoors. The event aired on NBC on December the 18th, 2010 in a one-hour format, with the full two-hour show airing on December 22nd, 2010. Only the, the tag team match and the main event aired on NBC. The tribute to the troop show would be held outdoors again in 2017. Seven years ago today, put it at 2011, TNA presented final resolution from the impacts on the University of Orlando. This would be the last TNA pay-per-view for Jeff Jarrett until Slammiversary in two, of 2015. That same day, WWE presented tribute to the troops from the Crown Coliseum in Fayetteville, North Carolina. After ho holding eight shows outside since its beginning in 2003, the event would be filmed in an actual arena for the first time. It would air two days later on USA and in a one-hour format for NBC on December 17, 2011. Only the opener and the main event aired on NBC. Four years ago today, put at 2014, NXT presented TakeOver 3, our evolution, or revolution, whatever you want to call it, from, the full, from full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. This is noted for the debut of, Karen, of Kevin Steen, of course, otherwise known as Kevin Owens, one of the world's top independent wrestlers signing with WWE. He defeated C.J. Parker in his debut match. The Lucha Dragons retained the NXT tag team titles over the Vault Villains. Baron Corbin defeated Ty Dillinger in 41 seconds. Finn Balor and Hideo Itami defeated the Ascension. And Charlotte defeated Sasha Banks to retain the NXT women's title. Also, Sami Zayn defeated Adrian Neville in the main event to regain the NXT title. Zayn would become the fifth man to win the NXT title. After the match, he would be attacked by his longtime friend, Kevin Owens. <clears throat> Today is a happy 34th birthday to a former WWE superstar that defeated AJ Styles, got beat by Braun Strowman in his first match, and also became a slave for Carmella, James the Nerd. Nerd! JD says it. Thank you. Ellsworth. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, JD does it, does it 10 times better than I do it. There you go. But here's a birthday we are, we are going to be that's going to be talked about here tonight, according to John. Happy 44th birthday to former WWE and World Heavyweight Champion Ray Mysterio. Happy, yes, indeed. And John's got some. And by the way, right we just here. found out that tonight, Howard, he will be competing in a chairs match against Randy Orton at TLC. It was announced tonight, and also there has been discussion, Howard, that he might be taking on either Samoa Joe or Andreas Cien Almas. However, mind you, however, at WrestleMania next year, there's already been discussion about that. Oh, okay. thank you very much, there, JD. He was born in December 1974 in Chula Vista, California, and made his debut to age of 14 on April 30th, 1989. He was trained by his uncle, Rey Mysterio Sr., and wrestled early in Mexico where he learned the Lucha Libre high-flying style that has been his trademark. He had ring names such as La Lagarita Verde and Col Colibri before his uncle gave him the name Rey Mysterio Jr. in 1990. He was awarded the most improved wrestler in Mexico while he wrestled as Colibri. That's best way I can pronounce it. In Colibri. AAA, he feuded with Hooven Colibri. Thank you, thank you, JD. Colibri. Thank you very much. Yes, AAA, I said it was called he feuded, the with, 
Oh, okay. Oh, great. Thank you, JD. In AAA, he feuded with Juventud Guerrero, his uncle, Mysterio Sr., also took on Guerrero in a tag match in where the Mysterios took on Juventud and his father, Pereza. Pronounce that. Pre Pere oh, I think you had it right. Okay. I think you had it right. Yeah, I think Pedro. Maybe John will Present, yeah, there you go, Fred. There you go. He would then sign on with ECW in 1995 and debut in September of 1995 at Gangsta's Paradise, defeating Psychosis, making his ECW debut. A feud between the two began with a two out of three falls match and a Mexican death match. Mysterio would have a series of matches with old rival Juventud Guerrera in the first half of 1996. After leaving ECW in 96, he made his debut with. with in WCW at the Great American Bash, challenging Dean Malenko for the WCW Cruiserweight title, but did not win the title in his debut. He would defeat Psychosis at Bash at the Beach to earn another shot at the Cruiserweight title. At same night on Nitro, just after Hulk Hogan betrayed his fans, Rey Mysterio would brighten the fans' spirits by winning his first Cruiserweight title. He would reign as champion for the remainder of three months until dropping the title at Halloween Havoc to Malenko. Mysterio would also challenge for the J Crown title despite wrestling for the Cruiserweight title that failed to win it at World War III. He would also be embroiled in the NWO WCW feud. Remember, Mysterio was thrown into a semi tractor trailer by Kevin Nash in July of 1996. In early 1997, he would try to chase the TV title but failed to win it over Prince Ikea. He would then continue to feud with the NWO and he would lose a Mexican deathmatch at Road Wild to Conan. Mysterio would capture the Cruiserweight title over Eddie Guerrero in a title versus mask match at Halloween Havoc, which was arguably considered the best match in 97. Absolutely, I would agree with that. Mysterio would lose the, title in November, lose the title in November 10, 1997 to Eddie Guerrero. They would have a rematch at World War III where Mysterio also lost. He would win his third Cruiserweight title again over Juventud in January of 1998 on WCW Thunder. But we would lose it nine days later to Chris Jericho. After the match, Jericho continued the assault by using a box he found at ringside. This storyline was used to cover Mysterio's need for a knee operation that would keep him out of the ring for six months. But Mysterio would regain the Cruiserweight title in his return for a fourth time, defeating Chris Jericho. But the belt would be overturned, and the belt would return to Jericho due to, to the interference of Dean Malenko. Later that year, Eddie Guerrero formed the LWO, or as I said, the Latino World Order, after his August 1998 tirade against Eric Bischoff. Guerrero convinced Mysterio to join the group, but did not want to. However, he was forced to join the group after he lost the match to Eddie Guerrero. After being forced to, to join the LWO, he would join Billy Kidman by helping him win the WCW Cruiserweight title against Juventud Guerrero. In 1999, after the two factions of the, of the NWO reformed, the LWO was forced to disband. Mysterio would be attacked by the NWO after his refusal. He would lose his mask after he teamed up with Conan against Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in a hair versus mask match. Mysterio told his uncle the news, but he would become a giant killer by defeating Kevin Nash, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Scott Norton. He would face Nash at Uncensored <clears throat> in a match where Lux Luger interfered and aided Nash in winning the match. Although he participated in several notable matches with some of the heavyweight top card wrestlers, he would not receive a push to become a main eventer due to Eric Bischoff utilizing cruiserweights as ultra entertainment as opposed to the more conventional style that led WCW program. On March 15th, Mysterio would regain the WCW cruiserweight title for the fifth time. 
And in the next week, he would also battle Ric Flair for the WCW World Heavyweight title, where he received his first WCW World title match. He did a DQ win for Flair. Team of Mysterio and Kidman would win the WCW Tag Team titles, making Mysterio double champion the following week against Benoit, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko. After defending the Crystal title to Psychosis, but he would win it back against Psychosis to win his sixth six, his sixth Cruiserweight title. At San Marino, Mysterio and Kidman would drop the titles to Raven and Saturn. Mysterio and Conan would join Master P's No Limit Soldiers. In 1999, they feuded with the West Texas Rednecks. After Master P's departure from WCW, he formed an alliance with Eddie Guerrero and Billy Kidman, known as the Filthy Animals, turned Mysterio heel for the first time, and this was Mysterio's only heel turn in his career. On October 18, 1999, Mysterio and Conan won the WCW tag team that was injured during the match that Billy Kidman substituted for him. Mysterio would return in 2000 and also join the New Blood opposing the Millionaires Club. On August 14, 2000, Mysterio teamed up with Juventud to win the WCW tag team titles over the Great Muda and Vampiro. They were stripped of the titles after Ernest Miller defeated Disco Inferno in a one-on-one match. The Filthy Animals spent the final days of WCW taking on the Thrillers, the Boogie Knights, and Team Canada. At Super Brawl Revenge, Mysterio failed to win the Cruiserweight title for the seventh time. But on the final episode of Nitro, Mysterio and Kidman defeated Skipper and Romeo to regain the WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team titles before WCW sold to the WWF on March 26, 2009. After WCW closed down, Mysterio invasion in the summer of 01. Instead, he wrestled independently in Mexico, and upon his return to the USA, he worked in IWA, the XWF, and the Heartland Wrestling Association with the likes of Eddie Guerrero and CM Punk. Mysterio would travel to the World Wrestling Council to face Primo Cologne in 2002. In June 2002, he went on to sign with the WWE and agreed to wear his mask again. While this angered Lucha Libre fan in Mexico as it, as it violated tradition, Mysterio did receive permission from the for the official Lucha Libre Commission to wear his mask again, as he hadn't lost his match in a traditional mask versus match match. FCW has normally censored footage of Mysterio being unmasked in WCW for K-Fab-based reasons. However, when WWE classes on, on demand rebroadcast the WCW Sin in April of 2013, a match featuring Mysterio unmasked was left intact. He debuted in July 2002 as a fan favorite, defeating Chavo Guerrero, and would aid Edge and John Cena in a fight against the Un-Americans and Chris Jericho after Edge had defeated Jericho in a steel cage match. Mysterio would defeat Kurt Angle in a six-man tag team match. And they would have a few where Angle defeated him in the opening match of the night. Mysterio would team with Edge as they participated in a tournament SmackDown with exclusive tag team titles. They made it in the finals but were defeated by Angle, Kurt Angle, and Chris Benoit. No mercy. The match was voted match of the year. Mysterio and Edge would regain the titles over Angle and Benoit a week before Survivor Series. This would be Mysterio's first WWE tag team titles and his first championship in the WWE. But they would drop the titles at Survivor Series to Los Guerreros. After that, Mysterio and Edge disbanded as a tag team. <clears throat> Mysterio would have a brief feud with A Train where A Train injured him. He would, return, he would return in time at the 2003 Royal Rumble. Mysterio would go out after the Cruiserweight title after winning a number one contenders match. He would not win the title at WrestleMania 19 over Matt 
Hardy. Mysterio would then have a feud with the Big Show at Backlash. Show defeated Mysterio, and after that, Show would whiplash Mysterio, and Mysterio was taken on a journey. Mysterio returned in May to feud with Matt Hardy again, and he would regain the Cruiserweight title as it was his first reign in WWE, his first singles championship in WWE on June 5, 2003. And technically, this would be Mysterio's seventh run as the Cruiserweight champion, even though this is in WWE. Mysterio, however, would however drop the title in September to Najiri, but on New Year's in 2004, Mysterio would win the Cruiserweight title back over to Jiri. Mysterio held on to the title successfully, defeating Jamie Noble at the Royal Rumble. But at No Way Out, Mysterio dropped the title to Chavo Guerrero. Mysterio would fail again to win the Cruiserweight title at WrestleMania 20 over Chavo. After a brief partnership with RVD, Mysterio would win the Cruiserweight title for the third time in the WWE, defeating Chavo Guerrero Sr. until being defeated by Spike Dudley in July. Yeah, I think John might have a little bit more here, so we'll just wait and see what else he's got. back yeah whoa and i'll explain that belch just a few minutes uh sorry about that uh see here we got uh we got a long one right here okay mysterio would form a tag team again with rbd and they would beat Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree captured the WWE Tag Team titles, but after RVD was injured, Bachelors would regain the titles. Mysterio has entered his second Royal Rumble match as the number eight entrant and remained as the final four until he was eliminated by Edge. Mysterio would team with Eddie Guerrero, and they, they would regain the, the Tag Team titles on No Way Out. The problems between Mysterio and Guerrero would surface. At WrestleMania 21, Mysterio defeated Guerrero in the opening match of the night. Mysterio and Guerrero would drop the titles against M&M at Madison Square Garden after a no-DQ match against Chavo. Eddie would come out to save Mysterio from a beatdown against M&M and Chavo Guerrero, but suddenly Eddie betrayed Ray and displayed Eddie's frustration to being, to, with being unable to defeat Mysterio. Eddie would threaten to reveal a secret to Mysterio unless Mysterio did what he was told. In the storyline, Guerrero revealed that he was actually... Dominic, of course, Dominic, of course, as you know, is Mysterio's son. He was Dominic's real, Dominic's storyline father. Guerrero also threatened to take custody of Dominic, drawing up custody papers and having his lawyer present them to Mysterio. At SummerSlam, Mysterio would capture custody of his son by defeating Eddie Guerrero. The feud would, would end with Guerrero finally gaining a victory over Mysterio in a steel cage match. But the feud would end in 2005 with Guerrero sadly being found dead in his hotel room on November 13, 2005. At Raw Super Show, in tribute to Eddie Guerrero, Mysterio gave an emotional tribute about Guerrero and in a show of respect, <clears throat> removed his mask. Mysterio would wrestle Shawn Michaels for the first time where Mysterio defeated Michaels. After the match, Mysterio and Michaels hugged in the ring with Mysterio pointing up to the sky in memory of Guerrero. After participating in the Raw and SmackDown feud, Mysterio would team with Batista to win the SmackDown Tag Team titles against M&M. But they would drop the titles again to MNM thanks to help from Mark Henry. At Armageddon, Mysterio and Batista lost to the team of Rawls, Kane, and Big Show. Mysterio would also be frequently involved in the World Heavyweight Title 20 Man Battle Royal after Batista was injured. 
Mysterio would be eliminated by Mark Henry. Mysterio became the number two entrant in the 2006 Royal Rumble match and went on to dedicate his match to Eddie Guerrero by driving his low rider to the ring. He would wrestle with Triple H, who became the number one entry. Mysterio went on to last 62 minutes and eliminated Triple H, Randy Orton, Psychosis, and Simon Dean. He and Orton were the final two combatants where Mysterio won the match and lasted 62 minutes. This was a the second time that a competitor won the number two slot since 1999 when Vince McMahon eliminated Stone Cold, who oddly enough was the number one entrant. Orton would defeat Mysterio no way out to take his spot, but Mysterio got his spot back and would win the world heavyweight title in a, in a, at WrestleMania against Orton and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match. Mysterio has successful title defenses against Orton, Angle, JBL, Sabu, Finley, and others until dropping the title to King Booker at the Great American Bash with help from Chavo Guerrero. Guerrero Mysterio would get involved in a feud that would involve Eddie's storyline wife Vicky in, in this and be and actually be on Chavo's side. Even ladies and gentlemen, just one second. Apparently, we for some odd reason we seem to we lost our live video feed. We don't know what happened, but uh, we're trying to regain it back now. While you're doing that, like I said, I will point out, though, also, however, like I said earlier tonight on SmackDown, how in case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, they have announced it. It is official. We have two more matches now listed for TLC, 11 matches total. Last night, you heard the Cruiserweight match is going to happen. Mr. Alexa Bliss, Buddy Murphy will take on Cedric Alexander. And just announced tonight in a chairs match, it will be, however, Rey Mysterio versus the Viper, Randy Orton. In addition to that, however, tonight, however, the New Day, of course, is the MCs of a rap battle between the Bar and, of course, the Usos. Naomi is taking on Mandy Rose. Jeff Hardy is to take on Samoa Joe. And Daniel Bryan is going to take on Mustafa Ali, believe it or not. As well as Oscar and Charlotte fighting one another. That is going on tonight at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas right now as we speak. Also, some other news to point out very quickly, however. Tonight, however, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which will be held Friday at the Hammerstein Ballroom, will start at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Friday. The matches include Jay Lethal versus Cody, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky versus the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes, and a ladder war for the ROH Tag Titles. Jeff Cobb versus Adam Page for the ROH TV title. Jonathan Gresham versus Zack Sabre Jr. Matt Tavon versus Dalton Castle for Tavon's, quote, real-world title. Sumi Sakai will take on Master and Karen Q and Kelly Klein in a four-corner survival match uh, for the Women of Honor Championship. Jeff Cobb versus Adam Page for the ROH TV title. Kenny King versus Eli I-Som, I-S-O-M. 
Bully Ray will meet Flip Gordon in an I Quit match, and Marty Squirrel will take on the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniel for Squirrel's shot at the RH title. In addition to that, however, mind you, however, we have the semifinals of Mixed Match Challenge tonight, however. Here are your comparisons. So Apollo Crews filling in for Finn Balor, who apparently got sick last week on the South American tour, and who did not show up at Raw last night, will team up with his new partner, Bailey, taking on Maharaj. The Maharaja and Alicia Phony looking fox with the slime bag and snakes. And now seeing as the jackass, juice head, Muppet, meatball, whatever you want to call him, Jinder Mahal, Howard, and Alicia Phony looking fox will be going at it tonight. And the Miz and Oscar Howard will take on R Truth and Carmel. The winner of this match on Sunday, however, will be getting a paid vacation and also earn the number three spot in both the men and women's Royal Rumble next month in Phoenix. Thank you very much, your JD. Uh, and uh, course, oh, and uh, a happy also one other birthday to point out very quickly. Sorry, happy 59th birthday to former WWE and ECW wrestler Doug Furness, who passed several away several years ago, March of 2012. He would have been 59 years old today. Okay, thank you very much, there, uh, JD, and thank you for the news for the night, there, JD. Oh, uh, but, but there was, was one more item I did have. There was one more item. Sorry, I did have one more item to report. We have not heard the ratings, however, yet on Raw, but we did hear about the viewership, and it is not good. 2.193 down from 2.286 last week, 2.34 the first hour, 2.18 the second hour, and 2.04 in the final hour. Uh, my goodness. I mean, of course, what, are we all surprised? No, we're not. But thank you very much, Sir JD. Uh, thank you very much, Sir JD, and I'll point that out here just one second. Let me go and get this taken care of. Anyway, get back here, of course. Like I say, happy 44th birthday once again to Ray Mysterio. Here's some more history on 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 Ray Jr. In October, Chavo injured Ray Mysterio, caused Mysterio for 10 months. At SummerSlam 2007, Mysterio returned to defeat Chavo Guerrero and would go out to the World Heavyweight Title again. But he failed to win the title twice in the 2008 Royal Rumble and the 2008 No Way Out against Edge. Mysterio would be out of action by suffering a biceps injury and would have to undergo surgery for at least six months. Mysterio returned to action in July as part of the Raw brand by defeating Santino Morella. He would be involved in a feud with Kane after Kane attacked him, and Kane claimed that he ended Mysterio's career after Kane revealed Mysterio's mask in a burlap bag. Mysterio and Kane competed in the World Heavyweight Title Match in Unforgiven. The championship scramble where Mike Adamley announced that John Cena was injured. Mysterio would fail to win the World Title as and Chris speaking Jericho. Speaking of Cena, he might be back yeah. after Christmas, we've been hearing, however, and he will be coming out with a new Bumblebee movie next week, ladies and gentlemen. And also for you HBO fans out there, he will be coming out with a new, well, I wouldn't say new, he will come out with that movie Blockers with Leslie Mann and Ike. Barnholtz, however, this Saturday on HBO, but he will be coming out with the movie, like I said, however, Bumblebee, a week from Friday, however, for all you movie buffs out there, however, and of course, it'll be a very action-packed week, and soon they will be going up against, also, Aquaman, to see which will be the number one movie heading into the Christmas week. Those two are going to be definitely going to a big time here. Transformers versus DC Comics right there. So there you go. Let's see what happens. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah, the end of the year of the bang. No pun intended. That's going to be awesome. Yes, it is. And, we'll, and JD will have more talk about Box House Report on Outside the Ropes tomorrow night at 6.30. 
Mysterio would fail to win the world title again as Chris Jericho regained the world heavyweight title as he was a substitute for CM Punk after Punk was attacked by Randy Orton and Legacy. Mysterio would continue to feud with Kane. The feud died down in Survivor Series and where Mysterio was on Shawn Michaels' team by eliminating Kane. Mysterio also spent 49 minutes and 24 seconds entering as the number one entrant but would be eliminated by the Big Show. Mysterio would participate in the first elimination chamber match for the World Heavyweight title that would be eliminated by Edge when the two were the last men in the chamber match. However, Mysterio got a silver line on the 25th anniversary title against JBL at WrestleMania 25. Mysterio would take the title to SmackDown, take the title to SmackDown, but would lose the title Extreme Rules to Chris Jericho. Mysterio would would recapture it back at the Bash. Mysterio remained on as IC champion, but would drop the Intercontinental title to John Morrison. Mysterio would rekindle his alliance with Batista and would have chased after the tag team titles again that failed to win them at Hell in a Cell. However, at Bragging Rights, Batista, Batista and Ray were part of the World Heavyweight title match with CM Punk and The Undertaker. After the dead man retained the World Heavyweight title, Batista and Ray did a post-match interview where Batista turned on Mysterio as Spire by knockout after him. Mysterio would, however, have some last last by defeating Batista in a steel cage match to face the Undertaker for the World Heavyweight title at the Royal Rumble. Mysterio did face the Undertaker on Christmas night for the World Heavyweight title, but ended in a no contest when Batista interfered. At the Royal Rumble 2010, Mysterio failed to win the World Heavyweight title and would fail to win it again in the Elimination Chamber match, but he would go on to feud with CM Punk and where Punk taunted Mysterio's daughter and embarrassed her by singing Happy Birthday to her. That was creepy. At WrestleMania 26, Mysterio defeated Punk in an all-or-nothing match where Mysterio was forced to join the straight-edge society if he lost the match. Mysterio and Punk were faced up with extreme rules. With Punk winning thanks to interference from a masked man, but Mysterio turned the tables against Punk at over the limit by shaving his head. After the Undertaker was found by his brother Kane in a vegetative state, Mysterio, after the, being defeated by the Undertaker, would take, on the Undertaker, would take the Undertaker's place after he won a battle royal, <clears throat> he would win the World Heavyweight title in a fatal four-way match against CM Punk, Big Show, and Jack Swagger. Mysterio's world title reign was a short one, however, as he dropped the title to Kane at Money in the Bank after a successful title defense against Jack Swagger. Mysterio failed to win the title back Went back to title at SummerSlam, but did accuse Kane of attacking The Undertaker, where Mysterio's accusations were right, setting up a feud between Kane and Undertaker again. And by the way, if you are sports fans, for you sports fans out there tonight, check out ESPN 30 for 30 tonight. They're talking about 42 to 1, and what that is is the Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson fight from Tokyo 1990, and also the last days of Bobby Knight. So be sure to check that on 30 for 30 tonight on ESPN. Oh, good plug, JD. Thank you very much. Afterwards, Mysterio will go on the feed with the debuting Alberto Del Rio de Janeiro de Taco Bell. Taco Bell, <laughs> Oh, you know, I just read today, actually, and, and this is pretty weird. There was some talk already, how maybe, I haven't been able to confirm it yet, but there has been early discussion, maybe 
they might be having uh, Darren Young in Ring of Honor next year sometime. And as far as Del Rio, oh. we've heard some talk uh, Impact might be looking at him or uh, something like that. I've heard some rumblings about that, too. We'll have to see what happens with that. Now, of course, the WWE starts spreading out everywhere there, folks. So, hey, you, know, you could see them in income soon. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, we know that big match is coming up in yeah. Japan. How oh, nice. Uh, at the uh, start of 2019, I should say, how Jericho versus Naito, and of course, Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And speaking of Omega, there is already talk, I'm not sure if anyone heard this or not, and maybe I can't, I can't exactly pinpoint the date, however, yet. But there has been discussion, HBO might be doing a two-hour documentary of Kenny Omega. Believe it or not. They're doing a documentary or something like that. I heard something about that in but I know, like I said, Jericho and, of course, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, of course, was the guy who got injured earlier this year, we understand. But now, I mean, there is some talk, how he might be uh, getting back in the ring, however, possibly, against Omega. And, of course, we know Jericho Naito will be fighting in Tokyo three weeks from Friday on January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. And, of course, we've got some really good matches coming up there at the Tokyo Dome. Oh, you're watching, you're watching out for that, definitely. Thank you very much here, J.D. Afterwards, like I said, Mysterio would go on the feud with the debut in Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio would injure Mysterio, but Mysterio would return to take on Del Rio, and the two would wrestle up Survivor Series. And eliminate Mysterio would try to get another hand to World Heavyweight title as as he, Alberto Del Rio, and Edge tried to take the title from Kane in a TLC match. But it would be Edge that won the World Heavyweight title. Afterwards, Mysterio feuded with Cody Rhodes, and where he broke Cody Rhodes' nose, when he hit Rhodes with a 619 with his exposed knee brace. That sparked a feud between the two. And Cody, of course, has got a big Cody date. Actually, Cody's got a big month coming up. So talking about Cody again. Sorry to keep interrupting, but Cody's got a big month coming up. I mean, he's got Jay Lethal coming up Friday night for the ROH title in Manhattan. And then he's got Juice Robinson in Tokyo for the U.S. title. Ooh, that'll be good. And then I know Michelle today said this, though. I don't know if she said this to you or to anyone else. Today. There was already discussion that James Storm could be challenging for that NWA championship belt very, very soon. Yeah, I saw that. I read what she said earlier. That, that'll that'll be a good match. I mean, against Aldis or Cody, I mean, that'll be a hell of a match right there. That's a five-star quality match right there. But like I said, you got Cody and Juice Robinson. We know Juice Robinson had that great match earlier this year in San Francisco this past summer. I mean, he had a really good war there, I remember. Yes, indeed. I would agree. Of course, Mysterio fitted with Cody Rhodes and where he broke Cody Rhodes' nose when he hit Rhodes with a 619 with his exposed knee brace. That sparked a feud between the two. In February, Cody Rhodes wore a mask and attacked Rey Mysterio after the Rhodes family. And Dusty himself tricked Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania, Rhodes would defeat Mysterio, but he would defeat Rhodes at Extreme Rules in a false count anywhere match. He's got beat by the little 619. <laughs> yes. And like we Come said before, I mean, he's a guy who, 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 who very soon, I think, we don't know when, but soon, will be in the Hall of Fame, I feel. Very soon, I feel. I mean, you can't well, say anything bad about the guy. The guy's fought since he was 14. I mean, he's had... Five-star quality matches, just about, I mean, I mean his battles with Eddie, Jericho, uh, Malenko. Uh, he met with Liger at Star K96. Uh, the Ultimate Dragon, I mean, our good friend Sonny Ono, of course, is his man. Uh, like I said, uh, Juventud Guerrera, Conan, 
uh, Blitzkrieg, uh, some of the other big Mexican Japanese superstars. You know, I mean, he's done it all. Absolutely, I would agree. Absolutely, Mysterio will be drafted back to the Raw brand and would chase after the title that eluded him in his, w- in his WWE career, which is the WWE title. After feuds with R Truth and CM Punk on July 25, 2011, Mysterio captured the vacated WWE title over the Miz, but would lose the title to John Cena on the same night. Mysterio got his rematch against Alberto Del Rio the night after SummerSlam, but lost the title. Mysterio was suffered an injury in August 2011 and would miss the remainder of 2011 and, and part 2012, but he would return in July 2012 to feud with Alberto Del Rio and then teamed up with Sin Cara. They formed a team together in the fall, but they didn't win the tag team titles. But Mysterio would be sidelined again in December when he was attacked by the Shield. He would return in 2014 and would be eliminated by Wade Barrett. He took more time off in March due to a legitimate knee injury. He would return finally in November 2013 as he saved CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, <clears throat> Cody Rhodes, and Goldust from the attack by the Wyatts and the Real Americans. At the 2013 Survivor Series, Mysterio was a final elimination of Roman Reigns. He would then team with the Big Show, a brief partnership, but it would die down. He entered the 2014 Royal Rumble with heavy criticism as the number 30th entrant as the fans expected, Daniel Bryan. He would also compete in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal match at WrestleMania 30, but would be eliminated by Cesaro. Mysterio's final appearance would be in the night, would be the night after WrestleMania, in where he was defeated by Bad News Barrett, but took time off due to healing a wrist injury. I'm afraid I got Mysterio some bad news for ya. Uh, that's it. Mysterio won- I know he just, did an inter- he just did an interview not too long ago, I know, and he was talking about his WWE run, and it was interesting to hear what Wade had to say. I know he was also in that movie, uh, I think it was called Dead Man Down, I want to say, and it wasn't that big of a hit, but I know he's been trying to get back into wrestling. I'm surprised he didn't try back in NXT UK when they started up become like a trainer or a manager or anything like that. You know I mean? You think they would have him do something. Yeah, that would be that would be something. Mysterio had wanted to leave WWE, but they extended his contract without his approval. He didn't return to WWE programming on February of 2015. His contract with WWE expired in his 13-year tenure with the company. Hmm. March 2015, Mysterio was sparked in a big controversy in where he dropkicked Pero Aguayo and delivered a dropkick to his back, causing him to fall on the second rope, setting him up in 619, which involved Ray running towards the ropes, grabbing and spinning around 360, hitting the person on the face with his legs. Ray saw that something was wrong due to Para becoming limp, purposely missed. The show went on with other wrestlers continuing to perform while each other coming up and checking on Para. I still don't know why they did that, though. I mean, that night. I mean, it's just, it didn't make sense. And I know Ray showed compassion after it happened. How that's respectable. Mm-hmm. The match was quickly finished after realizing that something was terribly that something terrible. The ref, the wrestlers, and locker room all came out and took Para out using a piece of plywood. He was pronounced dead by the doctors later that night. The death was ruled a cardiac arrest. But this was the one where I think Ray blamed was blaming himself. He thought he's the one that caused Para. Yeah, yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
Mysterio still continued to wrestle for AAA and did make some independent circuit matches. On March 20th, 2016, he faced fellow WWE alumni Kurt Angle, where Mysterio defeated Angle in a two-fall, in a two, uh, yes, two out of three falls match. Ladies and gentlemen, the belches you heard from Mr. WSWS have been brought to you tonight by Sparkling Ice. For that great flavor and all with antioxidants and vitamins and no sugar, be sure to try Sparkling Ice. Available in several different flavors, including crisp apple, black cherry, and strawberry lemonade. Got Mr. WSWS says, it is sparkalicious. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, it is. <laughs> then signed up with Lucha Underground in 2015 and appeared on the second season, but he would make a return to the WWE. That's the one drink. That's something I will drink and all that. But yeah, it's got a whole lot of good flavor. Yeah, the sparkling ice. I like those little fruits they have, like mango. I think they have mango, coconut, pineapple, and all that stuff too. I mean, I have some of those. I usually drink those too. Yeah. Try the lemonades. Lemonades are the strawberry lemonades, the best one. At the two thousand, the black cherry is not bad either. I'm drinking right now black cherry. At the 2018 Royal Rumble, Mysterio became a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, making a one-time deal, eliminating Adam Cole, baby, that will be eliminated by Finn Balor and will be a part of the final Who oh, I think will be up this in 2019. Mark my words. There will be a match. I, I mean, I'm going to go on. If he's down, I'm going to say that you here now. I think there will be a match at some point between him and maybe Seth Rollins. I'm saying it early next year for him and AJ. That is going to tear the building apart. It will be one hell of a fight. Oh, sure. Absolutely. This will be the first time he would be in the Final Four since 2006. He would enter the greatest Royal Rumble match in his number 28 entrant, eliminating Luke Gallows, that would be eliminated by Mr. Penishead himself, Baron Corbin. It would also be announced that Mysterio signed a two-year deal with WWE. Doctor, 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 doctor. Hmm. Doctor, 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 this will be his first WWE match since April 7th, 2014. He is still currently in a feud with Randy Orton. And, of course, as you said, J.D., they will face off this Sunday at TLC in a yes, chairs they will. It match. Been, it has been announced in a chairs match, yes. Right. And, and John says, all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. J.D., anything else you wanted to add in the news? Uh, we have not heard much, however, but like I said, we're going to keep an eye on it. I mean, I think, like I said, uh, obviously, of course, like I said, we got uh, – not much to report. How I mean, only one upset tonight. How I will say that did happen in college basketball. Villanova did lose, however, believe it or not, to the University of Pennsylvania. I believe tonight. I have to double check to be sure, but I did hear something about that. Believe it or not, so I will let you know all about that. In fact, I'm going to pull that up right now while we're discussing this. Like I said, I did hear this, however. So give me a minute. I will let everyone know. Also, earlier today, Andrew McCutcheon did sign a contract, however, with the Philadelphia Phillies, three years at 45 minutes. It, uh, like I said here, let's see, where is it? I just saw it a second ago. And uh, let's see here, da 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 da. Fifteen million dollars, so thirteen million dollars a season. 
And the Baltimore Orioles have now announced their new manager for tonight. It will be, believe it or not, how Brandon Hyde is their next manager, 45 years old. Of course, he will replace Buck Showalter. Of course, Hyde had served as the Cubs director of player development as their first base coach. Howard. Also, getting rid of uh, GM Dan Duquette, Michael Elias was hired as the team's executive VP and GM, and he initiated the search process that led to Hyde, but Hyde will be the new manager of the Orioles, and it was made official today. But like I said, the winter means are still going on in Las Vegas as we speak. We should know more, however, mind you, however, in the next few days, if Bryce Harper or Manny Machado will go anywhere, however. But earlier today, the Toronto Blue Jays also released shortstop Troy Tudeleski, however, 34, who has two years and 38 remaining on his contract, $20 million for next year, $14 million for 2020, and a buyout of $4 million for, with an option of 2021. He had not played in the majors since July of last year when he suffered ligament damage that required surgery after he stepped on another player's foot while running the bases. He missed the entire surgery season this year after having surgery to remove bone spurs from both heels in early April, but he should be good to go in 2019. We'll see what team ends up with him. Much there, JD. <coughs> like I said, the next one is obviously, like I said, Machado and Harper, but the thing is, where is he going to go? I mean, the word is, I mean, everyone keeps saying it's going to be either Philadelphia, John, your boys, the Nats, might have a chance to resign him, the Cubs, Ann's Cubs, and my girlfriend's team, the Dodgers, and the Yankees are now out of the running. Okay, Margaret. Okay, there you go, there, folks. Thank you very much there. Of course, JD, of course, JD, along with King and W.O. Jamar King Smith is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. They bring you all the news that fits the print here in the WWS radio network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Duct Tape cannot beat that big time combination. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for your uh, news and history here tonight. 1 605 562 Call ID 138055 pound. This is episode 597 of WWS Revolution for Tuesday, December 11, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinchall, the Iceman, Jerry DiGirolamo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Uh, let's see here. We have since began. And I will say this ahead of time here. before we get into anything else. If you get a chance, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for, uh, what I was going to say, if you're looking for something that really, I would say, hits home. Well, I should say hits home. I should, well, yeah, I should say kind of hit home. Definitely check out Wrestling Revisited tonight. I do want to thank John and the Rattlesnake and Elf for coming, Patel for coming on. Tonight we had uh, some clips, but we also talked about some of the more serious shoot-style promos in wrestling history, including last night's uh, Seth Rollins' shoot-style promo, Vince Russo's Bash at the Beach 2000 promo, as well as uh, promos from A.J. Lee, Joey Styles, however, and a few others, Howard. So definitely check it out, how It went about an hour and ten minutes long, but it was well worth it. And like I said, this was probably one of the better uh, revisits of the year. So definitely check it out if you get a chance. Absolutely. Thank you very much, there, JD. <clears throat> and, of course, here, folks, uh, coming up here, don't forget, tomorrow night, our triple threat Wednesday, as we will have Outside the Ropes at 630. We'll be talking about the latest pop culture news. JD will be bringing you, of course, your box office report and some sports headlines. Also with some uh, with some commentary from the human suplex machine, John Gross. Plus also some pop culture jeopardy or some movie trivia questions in the hot seat movie trivia challenge. Uh, 141-387-POUND. Be sure to join us for that at 6.30 tomorrow night. Uh, coming up from 8 to 9 tomorrow night, WWS Wrestling Debate, 139-925-POUND. And then we'll talk about Raw 
SmackDown uh, TLC coming up this Sunday, and also some other wrestling stories making the rounds. I'll be doing some big time discussions and debates about certain stories that I've been making the rounds here on the wrestling scene. Be sure to join the Madness Kingdom tomorrow night from 8 to 9, 139 pounds. And I will be back on from 9 to 11 tomorrow night, 138055 pounds for Revolution, episode 598. As we will talk about, of course, the tonight's edition of SmackDown, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays. <clears throat> and also, of course, like I said, uh, what okay. sort of implications will, okay, JD, uh, will we, of course, uh, what, what implications will tonight's SmackDown have, of course, on TLC? We'll be talking about that tomorrow night as well. So join us from that. Also, our live video feed will be coming from W7US Nitro Thunder. So be sure to join us for that the, tomorrow night from 9 to 11. Right here on Talk Show, call ID 138055-POUND. Let's go ahead and bring you John's thoughts on last night's Monday Night Raw show here. <clears throat> While JD steps away for a moment. And John says, okay, here we go talking about Raw. Was it just him? Was it, John said, was it just him? Or did Seth Rollins steal JD's rant? I mean, John, John's saying here, Rollins made a few valid points. Did he not? I would have to agree with 100% there, John, indeed. He definitely stood up to Corbin like someone standing up to a high school bully. John's glad Seth spoke his mind and Corbin was shaking in his boots. But, of course, as but of course, as always, as we have noticed here lately, Corbin didn't care. So Rollins decided to fight him in a TLC match for the IC title. Uh, this is the first time in five years that we've seen a TLC match. Michael Cole... And and John and John himself even says he know they both know his mistakes. <clears throat> Mistakenness didn't think didn't think so because he said it was six years, but Michael was wrong. It was actually five years since CM Punk took on Ryback for the WWE title. There you go, there. Good point there, John. And John believes it was the fifth time that Raw had a TLC match because the first time the Raw, Raw did one was in October of '02. That was I'm back. In Las Vegas, okay, there's JD. When Kane and we do have an update from after... SmackDown. Okay, go ahead. Jeff Hardy please. and Rusev took on Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Rusev pinned Nakamura, and Jeff and Rusev did win. So a very interesting main event. Plus, we heard Oscar went a little crazy tonight. However, prior to TLC, so could we see a heel turn for the first time since early in her career? However, or maybe first time ever. We're going to have to wait and see, but she went a little batshit crazy tonight in Las Vegas, we heard. Ooh, well, I've definitely had to watch out for that and see. Thank you very much, JD. Of course, <clears throat> John said that this, John said the first time Raw did a TLC match was October 2002. That was Raw Roulette in Las Vegas. We came, went on his own after his partner, the Hurricane, was out, was out, and Kane won the tag team titles on his own. Speaking of championships, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable winning the tag team titles. John didn't think Roode and Gable teamed up with last over the last few months or so, but they've, they've impressed. John said they've impressed him, and kudos to them. John's got his Raw history now. Chad Gable is the third man now to win the SmackDown and Raw tag titles. John, John says, wait, wait, wait. Chad's the second guy to win the Raw SmackDown tag titles. So him and his former partner, Jason Jordan, both won the Raw and SmackDown tag titles. Tag team titles, but of course they won them separately. John still doesn't see Heath Slater lasting long as a referee. Hopefully, when Baron Corbin's out as a Raw GM, GM Slater will go back to a full-time wrestler. Uh, I would agree with that. 
Drew and Dolph would get the rematch between the two of them, and this time Drew wins the match. John using the match was what it was. Yes, I do agree. But I do agree with that, John. But Drew didn't want to take this line down. So now we get a replacement for Bailey for a mixed match challenge. It's going to be Apollo Cruz. John loved how Sasha wiped out the Singh brothers when Apollo pressed her onto them. <laughs> yeah. Elias, of course, got screwed over by the Corbin Coalition, known as Lashley, Heath Slater, and Leo Rush. John says, oh, goody, to quote J. John said he's so excited. <laughs> JD, you're no, running off on that boy. That's taking a page out of my book. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Uh, of course, Ron used to say they wanted to fight each other. That, of course, that. Apparently, we've lost chat, folks. Unless we're having a technical difficulty due to the wet something, but we hope to have him back on with us. got cut off for some reason. I'm not sure what happened. I'm back here. I'm back here now. Okay. And John says the TLC match Slater the IC title and still the IC champion. But can you hang on for hang on for long? He's got five more days against Dean Ambrose. you wish to have. Now the question is, will Braun be kick Corbin out of Raw for good? Yes. And boy, the question, and of course, I hope so, man. <laughs> Is this bye, bye, bye for Corbin to quote Instinct's 2000 song, bye, bye, bye? Uh, I'm sure they'll be probably uh-huh. singing that, you know, whenever, you know, when, whenever. No, they'll be all, singing, nah, saying, nah, nah, saying, nah, yeah. hey, hey, goodbye. But of course, uh, and John says, he, say, he said all that he wants to and, uh, Of course, in the, and I will go ahead Thank you very much, your John. Big time review there tonight, there, but big time review. Before JD gets to his, uh, we do have someone coming in now, come, coming in here on the line here at the 10 o'clock hour. Here <clears throat> it is, uh, of course, 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also known, he's also a, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. But of course, if you think of, think of the 60 sitcom Happy Days, one of the characters there. Went a little something, just a little something, like this. Just like this. Hey. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Fonzie now joining us here with episode episode 597 of Revolution. Fonzie, we say welcome, sir. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Fonzie now, uh, you, uh, if you, did you have an opportunity, sir, to check out last night's edition of Monday Night Raw? Yes, I did. And... It sucked. Big balls. The best match was Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, Seth Rollins and uh, Bear Corbin. It was a that was a very good match. Other than that, sucked big balls. That's what it did. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, you can't be more can't be more plainer than that. Mm, excuse me. Yeah, there we go. Right. Thank you very much, there, Fonzie. I do appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Come to, of course, here to to the all important question, and we do ask this to the to this man right here. JD, are you cooled off and warmed up? More than cooled off. More than ready. Ah, uh, sounds like he is indeed. Sounds very confident indeed. So let's go ahead and get it started. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a WWE. We got the icebreaker. WWS Raw Radio exclusive. Of course, the Iceman is Jared DiGiromo is not afraid to give his thoughts and opinions about, of course, Raw, SmackDown, and all the, <clears throat> and of course, all the pay per views that pop up here as well. And of course, tonight will be no exception here as he will as he will run down last night's Monday Night Raw show. And he's going to go back and forth here, folks. So just be forewarned here. He may go left. He may go right. He may go up. He may go down. You never know. But he'll go. He'll go center. You never know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, here is the Iceman, Jeremy Duramo, with the Raw edition of, as Fonzie did so eloquently put it, the WWUS Icebreaker. Last night's show was in the 619 area code. And let's just say things were interesting down there in the home of Ray Jr., San Diego. Or as some people like to refer to it as San Diego, if you will. Before I get into my ranting, I will rant about something, however, that happened earlier today, however, that is totally non-wrestling related at the end of this telecast. So be forewarned ahead of time. Of course, our first match of the night, of course, was a three-on-two handicap match, however, involving AOPP and Pearly White, Buzzcut Boy, Drake Maverick against the glorious Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in a three-on-two handicap match. And what happened? Oh, I guess AOPP went a little PP too much, however, because they couldn't get enough to have anything to shake about, however, after holding the tag titles for less than a month, however, and basically dropped the titles to a team who I think in early 2019 will either be splitting up together, splitting up and going their own way again, or keeping the tag titles for a while before one of them turns on the other, however, and that is Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Then, of course, we have Drew McIntyre taking on Dolph Ziggler, if you will, Howard. And Drew got retribution on D-bag Dolph Ziggler as Drew the Destroyer showed once again he is a destroyer, let's just say, by putting down his former tag team partner, if you will. 
Then we have Baby Bailey and the Boss, Howard Bully Sasha Banks, against Alicia Phony Looking Fox and her friends, Howard Jinder, the Juice Head Jackass, Meathead Muppet Boy, Meatball Mahal, and of course his boyfriends, Sunel the Slimebag Singh and Samir the Snake Singh. And what happened? Oh, yeah, Bailey ended up beating Alicia Fox inside of five minutes. Oh, goody. Now, from there, of course, before we get into anything else, we'll talk about one of the things that I'm going to have a little rant about. The whole thing involving Ruby Ride and the Riot Squad versus Natalia. First off, unless Natalia gave Ruby permission, however, once again, it just shows that Ruby Riot and her stupid minion friends of the Riot Squad, of the Muppet Girl herself, Sarah Logan, Lackluster Logan, however, and Liv Muppet Morgan, however, and her blue Smurf tongue and her blonde bimbo-esque hair, however, found a way to degrade Natty. And, of course, Page 2.0 even did it, too, however, in the form of Ruby, the total uh, recluse riot. And by recluse, of course, I can't remember what the word recluse is. Someone help me here. What does recluse mean? Ted, you would know that, maybe. What does recluse mean? Oh, recluse? Recluse. Oh, uh, no, actually, you know what? Actually, you know what? Take out. Actually, you know what? Take out recluse. Let's call Ruby Ruby the Rat Girl Riot because once again she showed how she's nothing more than a freaking tattooed page one a two point oh one to be little rat girl because she found a way to embarrass Natty and her family again by coming out with a table and putting Jim the Anvil Nightheart's face on it. Yeah, great move to insult Natty and her family there, Kevin Dunn, you douchebag, and Vince McMahon. Way to think on your feet by just degrading the Nightheart and the Total Heart family name by having a freaking tattooed freak like Ruby Wright just totally embarrass Natty and the entire WWE Universe in the process by doing something this stupid and this arrogant. Hmm. Speaking of arrogant, let's talk now about the whole Elias, Leo Rush, Bobby Lashley thing. Once again, we had everyone's favorite guitar, Bob Dylan wannabe, Elias, taking on everyone's favorite muscle boy himself, however, the bully man himself, who threatened Heath Slater, if you will, Bobby Lashley, and his Gary Coleman 1987 wannabe sidekick, however, the Terrell Owens of the WWE and Gary Coleman also, how lethargic little pissy at Leo Rush. And what happens? Oh, yeah, Leo Rush gets a cheap victory because Heath Slater, however, was threatened by Bobby Lashley and was threatened to punch him. Yeah, that's a great message you're sending there, Bobby. Way to be a tough guy bully by threatening a guy like Heath Slater, however. Yeah, that shows you have great big balls because you're nothing more than a little bitch in this case then of course we see that coming up on nxt that ricochet will be defending his north american championship in an open challenge this week but then we start our number three however with everyone's favorite yes the arrogant on herself ladies and gentlemen alexa bitch girl bully bliss however and who comes out oh yeah let's have naya the jackhole jacks however and her samoan sister cousin whatever you want to call her tamina the man china schnooka come out in her 70s perm goody i am so excited to see jackson tamina on my fucking tv again this week anyway once again, it just shows Nia and Tamina just love to run their mouths at every chance they get. And then who comes out but answering her, Ronda Rousey. But what happens? Oh, yeah, Jack says she's still the face, ba- face breaker. And it'll be basically my title when I make Ronda tap, however. And she did her yell, China-esque. 
good, Naya. We know you're studying probably China's tapes, Howard, because once again, it shows you are nothing more than an arrogant little prig, unlike China, because China was a much more better athlete than you, honey. Anyway, Ronda confronted her, and then, of course, that led us into our next match, Ember Moon with Ronda versus Tamiya the man, China Snooker, with her little sister cousin, whatever you want to call it, Howard, Nina the Jackhole Jacks. And, of course, Ember ends up winning. But then, of course, we see Corbin once again, or should I say, Cockstain Corbin, if you will, huh, running his mouth, Howard, and threatening Charlie Caruso to send her off to SmackDown, and says, of course, before the end of that, however, before the main event, however, that he will become the permanent GM and that the locker room will all say, Hail Baron Corbin after TLC. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, Corbin. Keep telling yourself that, buddy. Meanwhile, speaking of Elias and Lashley, we now know that coming up this Sunday, it will be a ladder match between the two of them at TLC. Then, of course, prior to that, we saw Heath Slater, of course, was ready to call tonight, but then Corbin decided to once again become a dick, however, no pun intended, and tell Slater that he was not done refereeing for the evening, so we knew something was going to happen. Then we see a video vignette of Lars Sullivan, who I think will probably more than likely make his debut, possibly maybe this Sunday at TLC in San Jose or San Josie, whatever you're going to call it, or maybe possibly next Monday in Sacramento, either on Raw itself or the following week on Christmas Eve, however, to give everyone Christmas nightmares, however, mind you, in Sacramento. And if not, then, then probably next Tuesday, either on the live edition of SmackDown from Fresno or the following Tuesday on Christmas night in Fresno, because they'll be taping that show next Tuesday for, uh, that sh- for Christmas night, however, that will air the following week. Then we go to Seth Rollins in Baron Corbin, which was a pretty good main event, however, and at least we didn't have no interference from Corbin's flunkies, however, off McIntyre, Lashley, or even Dean Ambrose sticking his nose in and costing Rollins this match. Overall, this was a good match, but once again, it just shows that Dean, the arrogant boy, a-hole Ambrose, however, finds a way to just continue to be an arrogant little douchebag that he is, however, by just thinking he's going to be so great in taking Rollins' title on Sunday, however, and becoming the new IC champion, as he said it in an interview earlier in the evening with Charlie Caruso. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, Dean. You're not going to win that belt come Sunday, honey. You're not going to win that belt at all. You're going to be basically knocked on your ass when Rollins burns it down and stomps your face right in the mat. That way you can tell Renee, however, to basically sew your face back together again after he basically buries your face right in front of the whole world to see at the Shark Tank on Sunday night, unless you find a way to pull one out of your ass and cheat, which you probably will do, however, and steal the IC title in the process away from Rollins because you're nothing more than an arrogant little douchebag. Speaking of douchebags, let's talk once again about the announced team. It was good to see Cole and Renee once again stand up to Mr. Little Clown himself, my buddy, Corey Graves, however, and I still like Graves at times. I will say there are times I do like Graves, but once again, last night, as we've seen so many times, however, in the past, however, Graves continues to have his mouth pressed against the firm backside and total... uh, front side of little Mr. Baron Corbin, who earlier in the night basically got taught a lesson from me, the Iceman himself, however, in doing a great solid promo. And I will give props to my man, Seth the Architect freaking Rollins, who'd found a way to burn it down, no pun intended, and told Corbin, as well as the WWE Universe, told that old cockstain head himself, however, what it feels like to burn it down, because once again, however, as I said earlier, before Fonzie came on tonight, and as John and Neil came on tonight, however, and of course, if you go back to listen, you'll hear what I have to say about that on Revisited, but I will say, he definitely found a way to tell Corbin exactly how he felt, and so did the WWE Universe. So, Corbin, you say... 
I don't care about any of you. Damn all of you. Damn all of uh, you uh, people in the back. Well, guess what, Corbin? Damn you, buddy. Because Rollins told you, and the whole WWE Universe told you, however, to your face, along with Rollins, what they really think of you. And that is you are nothing more than an arrogant clown shoes little bitch douchebag who has his mouth all over Triple H's backside and Stephanie McMahon's little princess hole, shall we say. All in all, however, I will say this, however... This was actually started out to be a good show, but come 9.30, it went south very, very quickly, as we all saw, however, because of what happened on a very subpar, very questionable Monday night game between Seattle and Minnesota, which, by the way, of course, I will get into a rant about that, as well as another rant I will talk about outside wrestling here after I finish my icebreaker. So, yeah, next week, however, you got two tapings coming up, however, on both Monday and Tuesday in Sacramento and Fresno, respectively. Uh, there has already been talk that possibly Roman Reigns could be showing up, maybe possibly at one of those shows, however, maybe possibly either next Monday night, possibly, or the following week, however, if not, maybe before, maybe the last show of the year, but we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, however, I am giving Raw a 2 out of 10. Now, for my other rant, okay... And this is where I'm going to go off a little bit here, outside of wrestling. We all know and we all probably saw what happened in that Minnesota-Seattle game last night. And I'm sure everyone saw the very questionable offside call that happened with Seattle, how that gave him a very lucky break. Once again, it just shows to me, just like Corbin and the WWE, how Roger Goodell has no balls or no spine whatsoever being the commissioner of the league. What does he do today? Oh, yeah, he doesn't fine or he doesn't suspend, however, basically the official who made that call, however, or suspend Pete Carroll and the Seahawks for that questionable play last night. No, he just lets it go. And speaking of which, however, I'm sure everyone heard earlier this afternoon, however, mind you, however, that already, however, that the Oakland Raiders, however, filed a Basically, however, the city of Oakland filed a lawsuit against them and the league. So here we are two weeks until Christmas, however, and it seems like already Mark Davis, Al Davis' son in the city of Oakland, however, are already planning to be a little scroogey this year, however, and tell the Raiders, however, basically, in no uncertain terms, however, that they right now, however, are putting into question where they're going to be next year. Now, if you didn't hear the story, and you do want to thank Paul Gutierrez for writing the story, this is the story. What had been threatened since the first of the season became reality today when the city of Oakland announced it has filed a federal, federal lawsuit against the Raiders in the NFL. The suit, which was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, puts into question where the Raiders will play in 2019. Now, they do not have a lease, as you know, for a home next year, as of now. And team owner Mark Davis, Al Davis' son, has said he will not play in Oakland if a lawsuit were ever filed, though he has recently softened that stance. So here's the question I ask to you, Chad, Fonzie, John, everyone out there who is a football fan or a non-football fan. It doesn't matter. But again, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. We know that the Raiders are going to begin playing in Las Vegas in 2020. We know in two weeks, Christmas Eve, the Raiders could be playing their final game again, however, in Oakland. Maybe for the last time against the Denver Broncos. If you are Oakland right now, Right now, going into the next year, 2019, one year before Las Vegas, where would you want to play? Where would you want to take your team and up your team and move them out a year ahead of time before you move to Las Vegas? Would you want to maybe go to Vegas a year early and play at UNLV Steam until your new $2 million palace is built in 2020? 
Maybe. Do you want to move down the road to San Diego and play there? Or do you want to play somewhere else in the state of California? But the question is where or somewhere else? We're going to be watching this very carefully. I can tell you right now, once again, the Raiders are showing, however, that they're not ready to tip their hand as of yet. But I can tell you this, however, it's going to be very interesting to watch this offseason. And I'll tell you right now, it is getting very, very ugly, however. Like I said, the thing I see right here, however, it says here, Someone asked, Howard, where will the Raiders play next year? Well, this is the story I've just read. I don't know. And the Raiders, though, they would prefer to play one last season at the Coliseum, their home for 15 years and from 95 through now. A lease proposal from the team, which saw its rent triple to about $3 million two years ago, has been submitted to the powers that be. But no one has acted upon that offer. Now that the lawsuit has landed, owner Mark Davis could look to play elsewhere in 2019. But it's not going to be in Las Vegas yet. Oakland City Councilman No Gallo told KPIX, CBS 5, and Frisco that the Raiders moving in 2020 will leave taxpayers with the remaining bill from state improvement upon their return from LA 95. So that begs the question again, and I will ask you, Chad, Fonzie, John, everyone else who's listening, who wants to comment on this, maybe not, however, where do they go next year before Las Vegas? Where do they go now? Is it San Diego? Do they stay and try to work it out? In time in the off season, maybe try to get one last year in the Coliseum, maybe somehow, some way, and this is just only a, just a like a minor thing and not a big deal. We're gonna have to watch very carefully. But I can tell you right now, it's getting very, very ugly, and it's gonna continue to get ugly. It could get worse before it could get better. Well, before before we comment on this, let me go ahead and uh, and say, you know, what what a tremendous icebreaker for Monday Night Raw and the football and the football issue here. Thank you very much here, JD and D, for that uh, additional answer. Thank you very much. Now, now we, let, let's, let, let, let's pose this. John, first off, says about the NFL situation, he really has no comment about it. So, so that's right. one right there. That's a simple time. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, all right. Fonzie, do you want to comment on what JD was just talking about? I'm going to have more what J.D. said. Um, okay. I'll tell you this right now. Hold on. So, this league should be P.F.L. What that stands for is a Pussy Football League, okay? That's why every single game there is, it's always a high scoring because you cannot play defense. You can't, you can't, you can't uh, hold the corners. You can't touch the quarterback. You can't do nothing in the league. So, Roger Goodell, why you put flags on these football players? So, that's what it is. You can't tackle. You can't. You you think the, the, this is worse? Wait until the Super Bowl. You think this is going to be worse? It's going to be a high-scoring Super Bowl you ever want to see. If it's New England... Kansas City, Steelers, LA. against L.A., yeah, well, Chargers, whatever, they stink. Um, 
the what the NFC so, you got you got the New Orleans, you got the Rams, and yep. you got the Bears. Yep. So what do you what do you think is going to happen with those four teams? You're going to see a Super Bowl high scoring in the league. Yep. And you can't touch a freaking player. That's why you see all these high points. Okay, you never seen this uh, in early 2000, middle nope. uh, 1990 until like 2005. Yep. Since 2005, you never seen a high points every single week. You never did that. Never seen it. Now since 2005, 2006, 2006 until now, 12 years later. Here we go. You're seeing high-scoring games. You're seeing players going deep every freaking week. You're seeing everything. It's unbelievable. Then talking about two games the Steelers should have fucking won. Well, one of them was a freaking referee's fault. Oh, we didn't see it. Sixty fucking thousand fans saw it. You can't see it. That's yep. where it pissed me off. Then uh, Oakland, the Coliseum, that had to been fixed. Seriously, that game had to been fixed because their kicker never slipped. You're telling me our kicker slipped the same thing where he kicked? No, no, yep. no, that's a bunch of freaking bullshit. You know what they did, J.D., before the fucking game? Or, no, a couple minutes in the middle yep. of the game, in the first uh-huh. quarter, did you see the field judge come yep. out of the fruit crew and took yep. out, you know, the thing? They fixed that shit. They fixed yep. it because that that was the game-winning field goal right there. Where yep. that did where he they did that at? That was um, Chris Boswell missing a field goal, extra point. Yep. You never seen him mix an extra point. Yep. And this year, and, and this year, yeah. and this year, he, you're right. And this year he's missed time. And I will say this too, and and Chad, this is for you too. Uh, I'm sure Chad, you've heard the name Rocky Blyer, right? The ex Pittsburgh Steelers Vietnam veteran who uh, was never told he could walk in and let alone play football again. Yeah. So I'm asking Chad. I know you've heard the name. Yeah. Well, anyway, Rocky actually went I out, and Fonzie, I know you saw this too. He went out on Facebook think. yesterday. No, you didn't see it? Okay, watch it on Facebook. No. He went out okay. and blasted the officiating and the Steelers in general yesterday. Yeah, I know. His video. I know. I mean, he had a major ring. You thought my icebreakers were something. He really <laughs> went out out of bounds. I mean, he really didn't pull punches. I mean, he was telling like how it really was. Right. But like I and, said, he has said the same thing Fonzie's saying. The officiating in some of these games this year have cost him. I mean, like I said, in my uh, icebreaker, look what happened last night in Seattle when that Seattle guy jumped over. That guy should have yeah, flagged, yeah, yeah. and they did not yeah. see it. They said, after the game, we missed the call. Bullshit. It was right uh, in front of you. Bullshit. How do you miss the right call? Yeah, exactly. It's right in front JD, of you. J.D., okay. Hey, J.D., listen. You can agree with me. Chad's going to agree with me. John. And Michelle, whoever's hearing this part right now, okay, the games yep. are fucking fixed. 
because yep. we're not favored by 10 against Oakland. Yes, we're 0-3 since 95, the last time we won at the Black Hole. Yeah. You're, and Ben is 4-7 and seven in Oakland. Yeah. Right. That hasn't been fixed. That hasn't been fixed. So now Ben is 4-8 and eight at the Black Hole. Oh, and Pittsburgh four there. Steelers. Oh, yeah, but Ben it was uh, four for seven because I saw right before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ten, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's four seven. The all overall we're zero and four at the Coliseum, the Black Hole. Yeah. Okay, you're telling me yep. that's not fixed. How about the other one? We opened up Monday, thirteen point favorites. And all of a sudden, Cummins in the game. What I told you, J.D., okay, I told you that. No, I told you it was going to be, since the game started, it's going to drop. And they freaking did because I saw the day of the football game where we're favored by nine, by nine and a half points, by ten. You're telling me that's not fixed? That's not fixed? Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's right. ridiculous. Now, here's this. We're underdogs by one point for yep. Sunday against, against New England. England. Yep. Okay? You're telling me that's not – it's going to drop. It's going to be a pick em. I'm telling you. Watch. It's going to be a pick em Because yep. you know what? Las Vegas is making money off these games. The officiation. Okay? The officiation, they got paid to screw every freaking team there is. Except yep. they screw us twice, okay? Yep. Because yep. they didn't want Pittsburgh to be in a playoff because we were freaking destroyed everybody, okay? Yep. That's what yep. pisses me off because we're the best team, and they make it look like we're on a freaking shit hole. Seriously, yep. okay? Yep. And I, you know, I've been a Steeler fan for so long since – Kevin Green and Gray Lloyd, okay? Yep. yep. Okay. Quicker, quicker and Quake, whatever they called them, all right? Yep. Since then, that era went up to, like I said, J.D., to 2002. Yep. Okay? Yep. Since 2003, 2004, it was okay with officiation, okay? It was a little bit. 2006 and now... You it's ridiculous. High point scoring every week, every game, every week, up to the sixteenth. You're telling me it's gonna be high in scoring? You're not gonna tell me that high in scoring gonna be in the playoffs, the yeah. championship and the Super Bowl. I guarantee you every game that playoffs is gonna be high scoring because yep. of these situation. And Mel Blunt, yep. uh, yep. whatever he said this officiation is terrible. Okay. Terrible. So you're even, right, you're Gene, right. even Gene Sakatora, he's from Washington, PA. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, he's always on TBS. Gene Sakatora, I always yeah. see so uh, He's always, he's one of the better judges he in the league. He was the best I mean, official ever. Hey, yeah. He was the best official ever. He saw everything. He did everything. He, you know, oh. Uh, if if he was there against the 
the Ram, the Chargers game at Pittsburgh and saw that guy jump off three feet and the yeah. play still continue. Gene Gene will throw the fucking flag and blow the whistle dead. Okay, it's ridiculous. Okay, and you know now. Hockey's getting a little bit worse than the football. It's almost right behind them because they don't call penalties that they should call penalties. They call penalties for touching the stick on somebody's hand that's slashing. Come on. You know, remember when Lemieux got freaking slashed and burnt by Brian Leach and the New York Rangers. Oh, he I remember that very his, well. He bro- he broke his freaking wrist completely, and they never they gave him two two minute minor. But that should have been a game minor, the game, because yep. he's yep. slashing real good. Now yep. it's ticky tack now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like what the hell? Every sport. Yep. You know, like, yep. I don't understand this. Where's it yep. Where's right. it going? Where did it, Where's this going? You know, it's going down a shit hole. Hold on, hold on. You're right, hold on. Chad was about to say something. Good. Chad, you said it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Right, right. The thoughts that you make, you make it. First off, I will say you're making some very key points. I and you know, Fonzie has. I do agree that with Fonzie, the fact that there have been a lot of bad calls made here in recent memory. Of course, one that hits close to home here, and you y'all heard me talk about this, is is of course I think when let's see, it was about I don't know two years ago, maybe maybe longer, maybe been recent, but I think it was longer, a bit longer than that. That. Uh, Carolina was in the running, not not the year where they won, where, where they had an undefeated thing. This was, I think, maybe the might be the year before that. I think I'm not sure, but yeah. you remember that they played San Francisco in Charlotte. Yep. Y'all know what I'm talking about here. They, uh-huh. I think Kaepernick was still Kaepernick was still playing with them at the time. What did yeah. we? What did what did we hear? What what did one what well, was one thing that I said? One thing I said, and Fonzie, you you really got riled up. You got you, you do this on did it on my behalf, and I appreciate that you took the brunt of it for me tonight. I appreciate it. But I will say this. No, no problem. Was you, you, no, 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 that's okay. But the, JD, you familiar with the game I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking. Oh about? yeah, yeah. You mentioned okay. it to me. Yeah. Let me finish what I'm gonna say. Didn't it seem like to me? That somebody was paying off the refs to go against Carolina. Yep. Didn't it seem that way. Yeah. Yes, it the did. whole time yes, it did. they gave San Francisco. Hold on, hold on, let me, let me finish, and then, then you can make your points about this. But I want to say this: it was like every single time Carolina had a break, Carolina had a good run going, Carolina had good good scoring, done everything like that. Boom! What happens? The refs call something every single time against Carolina. <laughs> And San, that's how yep. San Francisco pulled off the win in that and moved on. I think I don't know if they ever made it to that Super Bowl that year, but like I said, somehow they cost Carolina. Was I think the rest were being paid off during that during, during that. What have I not said that? 
Let me go let me go back. You said oh, that, let me pull that up again. Sorry. Let me real quick. That was ninety seven, right? I just want to check. Do what? The year that that happened, nineteen ninety seven, right? You said No, 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 no. This was a, this was recent, JD. This was like about Oh no, no, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about they had a shot to get into it, but then they got screwed out of it in San Francisco because it seemed like to me that the refs were going against them at every single turn. This was in Carolina had the home field advantage. Okay, I'm just I'm trying, think what, yeah, I'm trying to think the yeah, I'm trying to think the yeah. I think I know what he's talking about. I know what yeah. Kaepernick, talking about. Kaepernick was talking about. Super Bowl era. That was yeah. a Super Bowl era. They went oh, to the, the 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, I think it was. Yeah. I'm not talking about the Super Bowl itself. I'm talking, I mean, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl itself. What I'm talking no, about. No, no, no. I mean, that, that was, was it. That year, that, that was it. No, but the year talking, you're talking about, no, the year to, you're talking about when it happened, though, it was either, it was, like I said, 2013 or something like that, something like that, or 16. Yeah, that, that's when like, Carolina went to the Super Bowl. Sixteen. That's what it was. Two years. Two years ago, it, it was. It was. It was. Like, it was. Like I said, you know, I know it had. Sixteen. That's was, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. 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 What was the year that the What was the year that the Panthers had the undefeated streak? Two years ago. Yeah, because they faced Denver in the Super Bowl was next it, year. But it was before that. It was. This was before that happened. This was the year okay. before they had the undefeated streak. Because they got okay, knocked okay. out of the running by San Francisco. Yeah, they got knocked out okay. of the running by San Francisco. San Francisco moved on. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I, that's uh, what I mean. Yeah. And I kept right, hearing I'm like the, I'm trying I'm trying hold on I'm trying to think the yeah. let me think let me think let me think the year of the Harbaugh Bowl. Hold on, let me think here. Hold on, I'll tell you in a minute. I got the answer. Uh, but I've never, I've never it heard was, tweets from Steve Smith and Julius Peppers. 2012, 2012. That's, it was 20. It was 2012. It was 2012. Yeah, I know it was a few years ago when that happened. Yes. It yeah. Was a few, it was a few years when that when years ago when the, when that happened. But like, but it's like I said, it seemed like to me that the refs were being paid off. Because yep. like I said, they, yeah. Carolina had the home field advantage in that game. But I mean, the thing about it, it just seemed for some odd reason that at every single turn, Carolina had a break. For some odd reason, the refs went back the other direction. And they get it, they penalize Carolina for something they didn't even do. Uh huh. Yep. That's that. And, there you go. Yep, that, yep. That's it. That's what I mean. Yep. And Fonzie remembers. So, yep. And oh. Right. And you're right. And Fonzie remembers this too. Last year, however, we talked. We talked about. I talked about this game, and I went on a real shit fit about this. And Fonzie remembers the call too. Last year, when Brady them won by half an inch, and the Steelers got jobbed out of a touchdown in that game against New England, when Jesse James crossed the goal line, they did not. They reviewed the call. Yeah. And they said, yeah. So I said that. They're not going to pull that shit this Sunday. There's no way in hell they're going to try that shit this Sunday. If they try that shit again, they better be ready to have lump. Lump of coal in their stocking, and they better be ready for the Steeler Nation to be getting into a mob scene because that'll get ugly very quickly if it turns out to be the same result that it did last year. This year, however, they better get the calls right in the game. Are you going to pay well, everybody off, man? I mean, that... Brady's going to pay everybody off. That's like, that's like you remember Brady's the year that I went over that round. Back about the fact that Brady was going to be suspended for a while, but they're telling me that 
that he was able to go back and play. You remember the rant I went on that night? You remember that that oh, night? Oh, it was ugly. He was like, he got out one piece. Yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brady, Brady paid him off, man. He's got uh, money. He paid everybody off. That way he's getting a free shake and all this. I mean, and boy, that, that someone better let Brady have one of these days. But bring him, take him off a of cloud nine on the ground. Because like I said, you know, for too long, he's not going to be able to make a living doing this anymore. He's not going to be able to probably have anything left on personal yeah. opinion. I mean, right. I mean, he's all. It, it, I mean, like I said, we're, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna, like we see. I mean, every week, how on Raw Radio and most of the nights, how I mean, this week, how might be the craziest week of the year by far. It's going to be nuts because you got so many good games. Not only, like I said, you got that game, however, like I said, Sunday, however. You got Philly and the Rams Sunday night. You got your boys playing the Saints in Charlotte Monday night, which is a must win for Caroline Cam. They have to win if they want to yeah. qualify. I mean, Thursday night, you got the Chargers and the Chiefs playing. Saturday night, yeah, there are two subpar games, but they're still going to be good games. The Houston Texans are still playing good as any team right now. The A30 the game Lakers is going to be good. Cleveland, right, the A30 game, Fonz, you just mentioned. Cleveland has, I mean, been a doormat for as long as we all can remember, but for the first time in 25 years, Cleveland is lifting themselves out of the basically lake for once, however, and playing a subpar middle-average Denver team, and Denver's trying for their playoff five. So you got some interesting games, but like I said, you got a good game Sunday at 425, you got a hell of a game Monday yeah. night, Thursday night's going to be a great game, and like I said, the late game Sunday night's going to be a good game. Too. Those are yeah. the top four games this week. And everyone in Vegas is going to bet on the big games, and depending on the point spreads, yep. on either yep. your favorites or yep. the it's going to be yep. a big week. In Vegas. I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And yep. even my friend Mike Semplis, his dad, tells me every get every day, games is fixed. It's a Vegas. Here, my my friend already knows already yeah. before the game starts. Because yeah. they bet, they bet. Yeah, and they bet. No, okay. It's yeah, just like said, they bet every game. Yeah, go ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, I'm sorry. My audio got cut off for some odd reason. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, okay. It keeps happening for some I keep losing my But anyway, yeah. We'll talk won't talk a little more about this in a minute, but I gotta be right fast. A quick update here, courtesy of WWE. This Sunday at TLC, season two final match will be R Truth and Carmella versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Oh, oh gosh, puke. 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 That, guys, guys, please agree with me. I know, well, I'm, I, well, you can if you want to. This right here, this match here, pre-show. It's got to be. You have Good. to. If you don't you make that a pre-show. You don't make that a pre-show. Yes. You have to put that at 6 o'clock. And not only that, you are going to probably put the Cruiserweight match on or maybe, just maybe, Randy and Rey Mysterio possibly, unless you put that on the main show. But I think you're going to put the Cruiserweight with Buddy Murphy and Cedric. No, you're not going to put the Cruiserweight in a kickoff show. You're going to – they're going to – no, you won't. And they you can't. don't think? Because okay. – no. Because match you know what? Here. That's going to be a best this match, match. This be, match. Besides – 
Because these, this match here, right? Four, and, and I, no, no disrespect to any of these competitors. Okay, they have talent. They know how to go in the ring. That's why WWE has them, and mm-hmm. they need to hold on to them as best as possible they can. But the thing about it is, you, have, you got you got four. And I'm even talking about the two ladies here, of course, Carmella and uh, Alicia Fox. They're B-level players. You put them <laughs> on the main card. You put them on the main card. It ain't it ain't going to work. Pre-show, trust me. Pre-show. Yeah, they will. I mean, will. You anything else about it? They won't. But they won't do that. They're I'm not. Except Fonzie, JD, John. Y'all know this, but you, JD, you've said this. All, ever since this happened last night, Seth Rollins put it best. WWE is not listening to the to the true people. They need no, to listen they're not. to. And they're, that, not. they're not. They're not. They're not. The fans know what could go down. I mean, the thing about it, you could probably put yeah. half these fans right there up there in Stanford, Connecticut, and probably WWE probably be right, right, right back on top like they were 20, 30 years ago. They ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to do that. They're going to do what they think is best. What they feel, what they feel is the right call to make, <laughs> and the thing about and what they're doing, and also Seth Rollins put this best, you know. I mean, even Baron Corbin put his foot in his mouth when he said he doesn't give a darn about what the fans want. Way to go, Corbin! No, no, put no your foot in his mouth, you. man. And he admitted it. JD, guys, y'all, you heard it. He admitted it. He didn't give yep. a darn. He just wants the power. Yeah, that's all he wants. He wants to play power. <laughs> so, and the thing about it, that's going that's going to be his downfall. And I hope, pray to God, that Stromer somebody comes there and 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 beats beats him down. Well, like I said, well, like and I said, on, on Friday night, on Friday night when I make on Friday night when I make my predictions, you're gonna hear me rant about that. Believe me, I'm gonna have my predictions on Friday. Like, I'm gonna talk about it on Friday. So yeah, but like I but like I said, you know. You know, I mean, how how does how, how do we how do we all know that you know that that, that way Corbin said so how do we all know that's gonna, that's going to go down that way? Quite simple, we don't know how it's going to go down. We never know huh? until it happens. Huh? Yeah. Plain and yeah. simple, plain and simple. We never know what's going to happen until it does. So, I mean, the thing about it is Corbin thinks he. Thinks he knows all and tells all and everything like that. He don't. He he don't. You know what he probably had for breakfast. Uh, uh, had for breakfast this morning for crying out loud. So I mean, how in the fact does this, does this freak know? <laughs> and yet he is a freak. How how does he, how does this freak know what's going to go down? Simple. He doesn't know. So that's going to be his downfall. And I hope if, if it's not Strowman, I hope pray to God it's someone with enough sense. Why? You know, you know, I would love to see Matt Hardy. You know, they were teasing yeah. Matt Hardy with Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, I would like, yeah, because there has been talk. He wants to come back. He wants to come back at some point. Yes. They have some talk. They may make him the GM, and if they do, I mean, Bray Wyatt even said, "Hey, you have my support." <laughs> so, oh I God, mean, yeah. So, hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, hey, now that right there would that right there would possibly bring some semblance into. In, onto the flagship show for crying out loud, because I mean, true Bray Wyatt hasn't been out, around that long either. I mean, it hasn't been a, a single wrestler for that, that 
for that long either. But think, he's been think, there longer than the is, I think I think both Bray and Matt have been both off TV since what June, middle of June or early July. It's been like four months, guys. Jesus Christ, do you think they would? I mean, they lost I yeah, which was I think July or August. They lost I mean, the they've just been. Yeah, and then I'll say another team. As much as I don't like these guys, I mean, I mean, like I said, the one team they have not put on the last few weeks, unless they're doing promotional work, maybe for the upcoming new year maybe, and they haven't had them on the last few weeks, Howard, is the B team. I saw Dallas. They haven't done anything with them. But like I said, I will applaud Dash and Dawson for what they said last night because I think Dash or Dawson said something on Twitter, however, mind you, however, that basically both of them, one of them or both of them gave Seth a a good amount of props, Howard, for acknowledging them last night and telling them, uh, let me see what it was. I'll pull it up. I mean, like I said, I'm on Twitter, but I know they did say something on Twitter. However, hold on. The revival. Yeah. The revival told him to go suck the big hairy balls. No, they actually gave. Yeah, if you wish. No, here it is. The revival response to Seth Rollins' problem. Okay, here's what they said on Twitter. Okay, Seth Rollins, good guy. Dawson writes, Seth Rollins knows his professional wrestling. Yeah, so they were, of they, they were very, they were, they definitely, like I said, Dawson Dash wrote this at eight twenty. Two hours later, Dawson tweets out, "Seth Rollins knows his professional wrestling." Of course he does, because he told the truth, and he was the first one to speak out on this in the locker room. And I give them props as much as you may hate them, Fonzie, or you don't like them. I mean, they are still a very underrated team. They do not get the credit they deserve, however. And like I said, I just think they're tired of being buried by the bullshit in the back from people like Corbin, like Vince and Stephanie don't have anything from them. No bullshit. I mean, okay, you put them against the Lucha House Party. Yeah, that's real exciting. That's going to really entertain the crowd. It's the same bullshit every week, Howard. You're burying people like Tyler Breeze. You're burying people like Mojo Raleigh, Kurt Hawkins. I'm sorry, Raleigh and Hawkins should be bagging groceries or bartending somewhere. They don't even deserve to be in wrestling. I'm sorry. Tyler Breeze has crapped all over him since Fandango. I mean, come on. The truth is, it's, it's right there for you. Certainly, I mean, that's what I was getting ready to say here, too. I mean, it's something that you have said, J.D., on numerous occasions here, that, you know, the thing is, that one thing we do, that we're definitely sick and tired of seeing is the revival being put into a being put into a Lucha House Party Rules match by Corbin about every single week and all that. And, I'm, and like you said, the revival, very, very thankful to Seth Rollins, you know, for stepping up and saying this man knows, knows when it comes to wrestling, he knows. Talking about, he knows what he knows what the play is. So I mean, so I, 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 absolutely. So I mean, so hey, ch- hey I mean, Chad, <laughs> Chad. Yes. Uh, you know what, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had balls. He had great fruits to go out and speak to all the wrestlers in the back locker room. He had a fucking balls to do that in front of millions and millions of people watching last night. And you know what? He was right. That's my favorite guy now because he said that. He had fucking balls to say that to Bear Corbin. And Bear Corbin was a fucking loser. He knew. He knows he fucked up. He knows that. It's every single week you see the same fucking bullshit every week. You know what? I think Bear Corbin 
has no fucking balls. I think he has a vagina in between his legs. Seriously. Seriously. And it's getting out of the point that everybody's not going to watch SmackDown anymore. Uh, Raw. And they're going to go next year on Fox. You better wise up before you go on fucking Fox. Because, yeah. you know what? They're, they're going to take you out on Fox. They're going to take you out if you're not doing good. They're going to slam you. Just like with uh, JD. There yeah. was a game. He used to be um, something on Fox a long time ago. Um, and it was a very good huh. It was a yeah. very, I can't remember what it was. But uh, I think I, anyway, I, I know what you think. But, I don't but think yeah. anyway, yeah, anyway, if that is not, you think USA is the worst, they don't do nothing. If you go to Fox, they're going to fucking take you out if you're not doing good. And you're not keeping rankings up. You keep doing the same fucking bullshit every week. You're going down yeah. the hill. You're going down. Yep. Because, you know what, or else, you know what, WWE is going to shut off like a a WCW did. Because WWE took took WCW, okay, they took that. Because WCW was more better than WWE, WWF, Monday Night Raw. And... That's why they got bankrupt. That's why WCW got bankrupt. Um, yeah, they took because not bankrupt, but they were they had more ratings at eight o'clock. You had WCW. Then nine o'clock, you had WWE, WWF Monday Night Raw. Okay. Now, now you have this fucking three-hour shit. Okay, from eight to eleven. What? What? What are you going to do for one fucking hour? Put a good fucking match in. I like to see, honestly, I like to see Seth Rollins, okay, and whoever will match up. You know what? Bear Corbin is a good fighter, but he's a fucking horrible GM. He can't do shit. But at the wrestling, the competitor is a superstar. He's the fucking best. That that match last night at the main event, that was the best match of the whole fucking night. I'm telling you that right now. Because you know what? That was the fucking best match. You should have put that up. Yeah, in the main event, but you know what? Put a kick, put it like 8 o'clock. Put somebody good so you can build up. You can build out a, a, your momentum. Okay? Like SmackDown, they go two hours. You know what they do? They put everybody in there. You know what? SmackDown was very good tonight. And the best match was Charlotte and Oscar, main event. That that was the great thing to do, put Charlotte and Oscar to close out the fucking show. And that was the fucking best match at all time. Both of them were great competitors. If you go see that, I'm telling you, that was the best match ever. Besides Seth Rollins and Corbin last night. Other than that, it's garbage every week. I'd rather I'd rather watch Home Alone or yeah, Home Alone or uh, 
a Christmas story. Ralphie, you shoot your eye out. You know, I would have rather watched that for one hour until nine o'clock hits. Because eight to nine, you're having a bunch of bullshit. Nobody wants to see that shit. You know, I guarantee, just keep this up. I guarantee it's going to affect them. If they were on Fox, they would pull them out immediately. Same thing with Spike. Where we're on Spike for a few few years, they pulled them out because they were making no good ratings. That's why they go to USA because nobody watches USA. Okay? But there's nothing on on USA on Mondays and Tuesdays. That's why they put SmackDown Live on Tuesday and behind Monday Night Raw Live, which is good, but Monday night is garbage. SmackDown is way fucking better than Raw because you have a girl taking care of it, Paige. I love Paige. Yeah, I like to see her compete, but she can't, but she's doing a good job with Shane O'Mac. And Miz, and Miz is a little fucking pussy whip, okay? Hey, yeah, with this poopy glasses from Cleveland, he looks like he got shit on his both of his eyeballs, okay? Sorry, uh, Black Widow, but you know what? It's getting ridiculous with that right now. And Corey Graves, he should be fucking fired. After what he did with the uh, May Young's, talking about her husband like that. You have some fucking grapefruits to say that on TV live about somebody's private, personal, private, you know, uh, life. Oh, uh, no, you didn't. You don't know shit, Corey Grace. Dye your hair fucking Clorox bleach and make your hair look like uh, blonde. You're going to be like a girl. You know, he's sucking everybody. He Actually, he's sucking Bear Corbin's ass every fucking week. And Mae Young is getting really fucking pissed about it. And Michael Cole. Michael Cole and Young, they're fucking best, best commentators. Get them to and let, get Corey Graves. Let him, let him go watch... Uh, the toilet seats, you know, clean the toilets so somebody can, you know, somebody took a shit and splattered it all over the seat. Okay, that's what he can go okay, do. Okay. Oh, Wipe all the shit. Don't... Well, you know, that's what he should, should do. That's why, every, you know, but well, yeah, that's what he left. I hope. That's what he left. Now, what I was going, what I was going, what was I, what I was going to say here? I know Fonzie, you're 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 very you're very very enthusiastic tonight, and I and I, I applaud that and I appreciate that. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. I think you know, and I and I've mentioned this, and JD has heard me mention this many many times too. That the overall reason. While Corbin was put in the place he was, was and it was as proof in the pudding right there. And JD, I'm sure you would even say you would even yep. say this to be true. Well, they did not have anything else for 
for him to do. They're running out. Of, that's proof right there. WWE's running out of ideas for these guys. And the thing about it is, the only thing that only thing they could they could they probably offer to Corbin is that, oh, won't you go over? Why don't you take over there to Raw, and you can go over there and uh, and be Stephanie McMahon's uh, parrot for Kurt Angle, and all yep. while Kurt Angle was GM, and then yep. then while we put Kurt Angle on the vacation storyline, you oversee Monday Night Raw, and then all of a sudden, then his head swells up as swells up as bad as. Uh, as 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 the uh, alien from the movie Independence Day, that big and all, because uh, the power is going to his yeah. head. He said he's going to oversee. He's going, he's going to be the man that's going to oversee for, forever and ever and ever. But here's one thing: you oh, come yeah. in, you're moving over to Fox. Let me tell you something. They were to Fox. Was Corbin yeah. still in Raw's off the air the next week. I guarantee you that it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I said. Yep. Yep, no question. Next week. Off the air the next week because, like I said, they just can't, they can't, yeah. you know, they're not going to, they're going to tune in to the first, the first uh, Monday night of, of the Fox era and all because people like me are boy one reason, and that's because they don't want to have anything to do with Baron Corbin, because Corbin, the days Corbin's mm-hmm. gone off to doing the, 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 the lone wolf thing, and and, and also so the belching too, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but Corbin's gone off to the wolf, and 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 and, and being and, and trying to be the uh, uh, top pussycat. Okay, I mean that's pretty much that's mm-hmm. pretty much what all he is. I mean, I mean the thing about it, you know how Bob Barker used to say on the process right had your pets. I think Corbin. Whenever he took that position, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So, 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 that, if, so, so, so if you you know the thing is though, if he was neutered, however, he basically got neutered by Stephanie McMahon because Stephanie McMahon never neutered him at all, however, because he continues to basically have his mouth all over her backside, and the same with Vince, and the same with Hunter. And even though maybe well, yes, may not also, be Hunter, I would say more. I would say Stephanie and Vince more, really. Right, and Jay I don't Stephanie did to Baron Corbin, she still had the same tool that she used that, that she used on Triple H. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so so there you go. But like I said, if that goes, if that match, if that match goes goes off like what what they're like what he what he's been gloating about for the past several weeks. Saying that he's gonna win the match by forfeit, and also if Strowman's not gonna be able to show up, uh, then let me then, then let me tell you something. TLC is going to go into the crapper. That right there is going to go right into the crapper. That's going to be on the matches. That's going to have pay per view. Let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this real quick. Oh, I mean, and we'll talk more about this later in the week with the predictions. But let me ask you guys this right now. What would you make the main event on Sunday? What is your main event going into Sunday? To me, I think it's, I think I hate to say, I think it's going to be, it's going to be either the three-way ladies affair or it's going to be Seth versus Dean. One of those two, I feel. I think it's going to be the triple threat match for the women's title. I, th- I, I think, think I think the, the ladies, 
I think the ladies deserve another opportunity to win the main event. I'm, yep. I'm going to say, I agree. I agree. What, 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 matches, what matches have been hyped up, J.D., the two you have mentioned? The two matches you have mentioned have been hyped yep. up so much, it's going to be a toss-up right there. Yeah. If they don't, if they yeah. don't, that one, they obviously it would probably be Seth and Dean for the IC title. But I hope and pray to God mm-hmm. they don't make it Corbin versus Strowman. If they do that, no, that's, yeah, that, that's what's going to. No, you do not. No, you do not need that. No, you do not need that to close the show and end the year off on no, a, no, uh, on no, a note like that. If you want, if you want to start, that's what's going to happen, JD. What? It's going to happen. What, what, Corbin happen, and Strowman? What, Corbin and Strowman? Yeah. Yeah. No way. No. I'll bet you right now. No, Chad said it best. I think the women with Becky, Charlotte, and Oscar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I love to oh. see the women. I think you will. Oscar stepped it up tonight. Oscar stepped it up tonight. I love the women. That's yeah, so mm-hmm. why. She stepped it up tonight. She stepped it up big time tonight. Yeah. So, so, so did. there you go. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's either going to tell you something. <clears throat> if you do not put that one, or the IC title match between Seth and Dean is your main event, then TLC is going to go down the crowd. And yep. the I other think. mistake, the other the other mistake that that, that, you, that the other mistake I'm going to see happening is if you do not put that that mixed match challenge final match that I just mentioned, R Truth and Carmella versus Jinder and Alicia in the pre-show. That's going to that's going to hurt yep. it from the beginning. That's going to yep. hurt it from the beginning. That's oh, like yeah. you're going to have a sour taste in your mouth for the entire event. Sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, and the, the, and the thing event. is, the pre-show starts. And the thing is, the pre-show starts at six o'clock. Howard, it'll be halftime of the four o'clock games, so you can get that out early, Howard, and do that very quickly. And then, if you want to do, and then, like I said, even though we talked about it just now, it might not be a pre-show match. You never know. I mean, they still could make, yeah. uh, like I said, Buddy Murphy instead but of you know the pre-show, maybe. You know what, JD? You can't, you can't, you can't deny that Bear Corbin is going to be his match. I love to see the. Here's what I like to see. Okay, to end a show. Okay, the pre-show you can have a mixed match. Okay, nobody watches a fucking pre-show six o'clock. Okay, until seven. First match you put is the tag team titles. The Usos, the Bar yep. versus yep. the New Day. You will. You, you know will. what? Yeah, you will. If you kick that off. That's going to be a great match to kick off. It's going to go at least twenty or thirty minutes. Then you the know. next, you yep. put. Listen. Then you put. After that, you go to SmackDown. You put. Uh, what's it? Uh, no. Yeah, SmackDown. The late. Uh, uh, Ray Mysterio and Randy Orton. Randy. Yep. Okay. After the the big match, then the third match you go back to Raw. You go for the women's title. Ronald. No, no, no women's title. I'm sorry. Um. Help me out here. Uh. uh Elias. Elias and Lashley. Drew and. Uh, yeah. Finn. You put that in there. Yes. You put that in there. Okay. Then you go back to SmackDown. You go. AJ Daniel Bryan. Um, yes, yes, because that's going to go at least forty minutes, at least. That's the I minimum. Can go about twenty five minutes. Over. Yeah. yeah, it can go over that. I'm saying a yep. minimum. 
It could go yeah. 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. Then after that, you could put um, the IC no, uh, yeah, the IC title match. Uh, we, I said that at the beginning. Okay. Uh, help me out to go back to Raw, Jay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let me, let me pull up the card. Fuck. Okay. I got give me a minute. Give well, me a minute. Got, okay, hold on. They, I got I gotta got bring up a, a a breaking story here, not wrestling related. I gotta bring up something right fast. Go ahead. And yeah. Jay, go ahead. What we're gonna hype this up? Have to hype this up on outside the ropes tomorrow night. Uh, apparently, we have another. We're just close to Christmas. We have another serious tragedy that has taken place. Three dead, twelve wounded in a terror attack near a famed Christmas market in France. I heard about that tonight. Yes. Boston, yeah, I heard about that. Too. The Boston yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, apparently, it was a uh, city shooter found dead. Remains at large after authorities went to his house and failed to find him. Mm. He actually linked to radicalism. 29 year 29 year old years old is, is how old the suspect is. Uh, says the suspect was shot and wounded by soldiers standing in the guard over the Christmas market, but he was still somehow able to escape. But like I said, sadly, we uh, three people killed three people and wounded at least 12 in, in, a, in, a, in a suspected okay. terror terrorist attack. That is that is kind of that is very, very somber. And let's say a prayer for those mm-hmm. folks there tonight. There, over yeah. there in, uh, over there, over there in France, there indeed. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> but, but, uh, but, that's um, that's that's going to be uh, all. All I can really say here, if I if I may be so bold here, all I can really <clears throat> say here, coming up here, coming up here at this point, uh, um. Believe it or not, I've seen the poster for TLC guys, and the poster that is showing is is the is a picture of a poster with Seth versus Dean uh, stand beside each other and all. Uh, very very hyped up poster there, indeed. Uh, okay, uh, let let me let me run let, let, let me let me run down let me run let me run down the matches right fast. I know we've talked about this. I know it's a little bit past eleven o'clock. Let me run down the matches real fast. If I may, please. <clears throat> the mixed match challenge final match. Each member of the winning team will be the last entrant in their respective Royal Rumble match at the Royal Rumble. Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox with the Singh brothers in their corner versus R Truth and Carmella. I see title match. Seth Rollins defended against Dean Ambrose. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. TLC match. If Strowman wins, he will see the Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. And Corbin will be stripped of all authoritative power. If Corbin wins, he becomes a full-time GM of Monday Night Raw. Singles match with the Raw Women's title, Ronda Rousey defends against Nia Jax. Singles match with the WWE title, Daniel Bryan defending against AJ Styles. Triple threat, TLC for the SmackDown Women's title, Becky Lynch defending against both Charlotte and Asuka. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre in a singles Elias versus Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush in his corner in a ladder match. A guitar will be suspended above the ring, and the first retriever can use it as a weapon. <laughs> the Bar versus the New Day versus the Usos, a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag titles. Tables match here uh, will be Natalya versus Ruby Riot. Then Morgan Sarah Logan will be in her corner. Buddy Murphy will be defending the Cruiserweight title against Cedric Alexander. And like you said, J.D. has just mentioned here tonight, the chairs yeah. match pitting Ray Jr. 
versus RKO. So there, there, there you have it right there. Of course, unless yeah. he gets added, added off or taken off or whatever, going towards this, going towards hey, this. Hey, uh, Jay. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Hey, JD. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last two matches. Yeah. You probably, you're going to probably like, yes, that's going to be great. The, before, before Charlotte, the, the triple threat, the WWE women's title, okay? Yeah. You yeah. put Ronald Rousey and Nia Jax and then kick off, then close out the show with the triple threat on, for SmackDown women's title. You put yeah. the Raw women's title before the main event, the last second of the last match, and you put a woman's back to back. Yeah, that could end the that, year. That, yeah. that, that would end the year right there if we put you could, back you could to end back. Year on a gun woman, like that. Yeah, woman. that's true. That's true. You could. You could. You know what I'm saying? Way. But here, uh, I got another thing, JD. We have huh. an upset alert here. University, uh, Penn University. Quakers. I did mention that they beat Villanova tonight. I couldn't believe that. That was crazy. yeah. <laughs> the Five Quakers streak. Quakers, the University of Pennsylvania. Baby. Yeah, the University of Pennsylvania from the Atlantic, from the Atlantic, the Atlantic, the uh, the Ivy. Yeah. Off of Big East, the Ivy. Off of the rival from of Big East. Well, listen, guys. See, that's why I football. like that's what I like college basketball because it's, yeah. it's more exciting than NBA. The playoffs is different. Okay. Yeah. Nobody plays defense in regular season. No. Everybody plays. Everybody plays defense in the playoffs because it means yeah. something. Playoffs? You, know, you talking about play- playoffs? Don't talk to me about playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I heard you're gonna get off, JP. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get rolling here, guys. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Chad, Chad, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Find you. I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. Yep. Bye bye. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. On that note, here, folks, uh, we do thank you here for joining us here tonight for episode 597 of WWS Revolution. I do want to thank the Iceman, Jared Geralmo, the Super Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here for joining us here tonight, as well as Captain Dave Spieler. Of course, be sure to listen to his podcast, the Captain's Corner's podcast as well. <clears throat> Coming up, don't forget tomorrow night, Outside the Ropes, 141-387-POUND at 6.30. Wrestling Debate, 139-925-POUND at 8 o'clock. And Revolution from our live video feed from WWS Nitro Thunder. This <clears throat> uh, uh, from 9 to 11, of course, 138-055-POUND. Uh, as we talk about, of course, Smack, the results from SmackDown tonight, plus also Plus, also, of course, uh, some other wrestling extras coming your way as well. Revolution episode 597 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll talk at you tomorrow night, of course, with our Triple Threat Wednesday. And <clears throat> have yourself a terrific evening. And stay safe out there, and God bless everyone. This is the WWS Radio Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.